0: You know the best thing about working for yourself is that if you start talking to yourself you can just call it a staff meeting
1: oh that's terrible
0: <laughs> i aim to please Hello and welcome to this next episode of the Side Hustle Success Podcast. I'm your host Stephen Horns and I'm joined by my co-host Kevin Taylor. This is a show for anyone who has a product or business idea and wants to go full-time on it eventually or maybe you already have. This show is about product design, entrepreneurs, freelancers, contractors, free agents, digital nomads and anything in between. In this episode we're going to be talking about the book The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss and discuss how feasible it really is. So, Kevin, how are you doing?
1: Uh, Yeah, good, thanks, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I've been busy, obviously, with the launch of the new website, so we have been answering lots of telephone calls, support emails. Um, Also, I've been, because I've kind of been busy with the launch of this product, I'm kind of behind with my structural engineering consultancy work, so I've been doing a bit more of that, trying to get a few more pennies in. Um, Also, we've got uh, James, who's our marketing intern, so I've been working with him. We're sort of looking at Facebook ads, and also doing some PR for the new website. So we've been busy with that. What, what have you been up to, Steve, this, this week?
0: So a bit more of the same really. So I'm still working on my uh, course for plural site. Progress is going really well. And I'm still working on the book for A Press. So I'm no. trying to I'm trying to get that book, the first draft completed by the end of September is what I'm aiming for. And I think I'm on track for doing it. Uh, yeah, so that's really good. The, the kind of the, the big thing that I'm really excited about is I've now finally got aircon in the office.
1: Yeah, Do you know what? it's going to go cold now? You're not going to need it. <laughs> I, like I, two I, weeks of the year that it's hot enough in the UK to, to have aircon.
0: I, I did j- joke to someone the other week that um, I said, you know, I'm going to get this aircon unit in my office and as soon as it turns up, the weather's going to turn bad. <laughs> and can you believe it? On the Monday when the thing turned <laughs> up, it started raining.
1: Yeah, that's, that's going to happen, isn't it?
0: But I mean, in, in the UK recently, I mean, it's been unseasonably hot. So we, we, we really don't hot. deal with extreme weather in the UK very yeah, it's well. it's
1: been really hot this this summer. Um, I think it's gradually cooling down, but it's still, still fairly warm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been about 30, well, between 30 and 35 degrees, which is really hot for this country. And, you know, a lot of my friends who live in sunnier climates, like in Australia, have, have kind of joked that, you know, we can't handle it, but... And I keep pointing out to them, in in the UK, houses aren't built with aircon generally, unless no, you kind yes, of self-build it. the house yourself where you we fit it.
1: You generally need them because it's, it's only ever hot for a few days each year, but it's hot enough to justify.
0: Yeah, so, know, I mean, our temperature house temperature. has been so warm, and then trying to get the kids to sleep when it's that hot as well has just been...
1: Yeah, it's been, been
0: hard. Not much sleep going on in our household.
1: Yeah, my, my wife's pregnant as well, so she's really been sick. Oh, that must this, be really hard. With this heat, it's, it's,
0: it's been hard. Yeah, but yeah, like typical Brits, we like, we like to complain about <laughs> the weather, and I'm sure it won't be the first time that we <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Great, okay, so let's move on to audience questions. So um, a friend of mine, Pete, asked quite an interesting question, which I thought I'd mention here. So um, he goes, Steve, most younger adults or millennials these days uh, like the idea of being a digital nomad and traveling. But as you are older and have kids, uh, and also you seem to work away a lot, how do you balance this with your sort of home life? And I thought that's kind of an interesting question because whenever you um, hear about digital nomads, I mean, it always tends to be, you know, much younger people, you know, maybe, yeah. in, their, maybe in their 20s who are set up like a, you know, a Shopify internet business. Yeah, I think if I was internet business and
1: didn't have any kind of ties, um, I think I'd be more inclined to travel more, uh, be, it, be it a proper digital, rather than being a local digital name, i a proper international
0: digital Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this is what you see on like, Instagram, you know, you get people on Instagram who are posting about the fact that they're, you know, they're in Vietnam this week, working yeah, in some like, restaurant. On the beach. And, <laughs> You get the photo of the inspirational quote that they post. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> which which, is, a which is cool. <laughs> I'm a Yeah, I mean, it's cool. And, you know, Pete's right. I, I do do a lot of international travel for conferences. And, you know, he asks, how do I balance this? And with difficulty is the answer. So, obviously, a lot of the conferences I talk at, you know, one of the aims of me being there is to, you know, promote the courses i do a plural site so it is work that I'm going out out there yeah, for yeah I
1: think I think yours is, is obviously you're not you're not living somewhere for three months though are you it's different no
0: so it? generally I'll be away for a week I mean I think the longest I was away for was eight days yeah um, so it's kind of
1: a little bit different isn't it yeah, I suppose to being full time location independent in another country for any length of time yeah, is probably different but, but I think it's hard with children yeah. isn't it I think with you know you, People do do it. You do hear of stories of families that are uh, sort of nomads. Um, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's harder to expect your kids to be uprooted every three months. And I think it might be quite lonely for children. There was a, I was into a, a podcast um, the day about somebody that, that travelled a lot as a child. And I think they sort of said it was very hard because they it was hard to make friends and move on as a child. So I think that could be a little bit unfair. It's, it's hard, isn't it? But then you get in those life experiences as well. So it's a balance, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, in terms of balancing it, I mean, me and my wife have to work very closely on this. So um there's times where I'm away and there's times where my wife has to go away for work as well. because She works for sort of a large um, IT outsourcing company. Okay. So she'll routinely have to go away, you know, for two, three or four days at a time. So we just kinda have to balance it and make sure we're obviously not away at the same oh, time. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so if I'm away then my wife does the you know the morning and the evening routine of collecting the kids from school, etc. And when she's away I, I do that. So I'll I'll work ashore today, I'll take the kids to school, I'll go pick them up. So we've only had one occasion where we've had a conflict,
1: well, yeah. as, as in where well, yeah. I, you know,
0: I, I had to be away for one night, my wife had to be away um, at a company in Wales, um, and we actually solved that one because her mum wanted to come down. Her mum lives about 200 miles away in Newcastle, okay. um, but her mum came down and wanted to spend some time with the kids anyway, so that one actually worked worked itself you know, you, out quite yeah, you, well. You looked out there. <laughs> yeah, we did. but. Um, yeah, you know, balancing it, it's you know we, we just have to keep com- communicating. You know we have a calendar in the kitchen where we put down the dates where we're away, and yeah. so far it's worked out.
1: I think yeah, I think I think my wife Linda is not adventurous in terms of travelling. So I mean we go on holiday and we go to Italy and et cetera, But we don't really you know go and move to we're not going to move to Asia for six months or something. I don't think that's likely to happen. I'm I'm fine with that. You know I'm okay. Yeah. I think it's more being location independent than being a digital nomad, which is important to me like okay. the freedom, but it doesn't necessarily have to involve international travel. It just depends what you want to do, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've um, I've got to the point now I mean, I've had to turn down quite a lot of speaking engagements this year, uh, mainly because I didn't want to be, be away for too long. So for example, in, um, in November, I'm at a conference called Uradev in Sweden. Okay. And another conference approached me in Moscow, which um, it starts literally the day after the one in Sweden finishes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if I
0: was to do that, I'd have to, you know, I'd be spending a week in Sweden, and I'd have to probably get to Copenhagen and then get a flight to Moscow mm. and be away there for a week, which is, which is too much. It's it's a lot of travelling, which I didn't particularly yeah, want to do, I and it's, it's it's, it's do, not fair yeah. on my wife, and it's not fair on the kids. So there's balancing in that regard as well. I mean, I have to make sure I don't do too many events. I mean, probably the busiest time for me is around sort of April, May, June time. It's kind of when a lot of the events are that I do. Yeah,
1: yeah. So
0: I, I was away quite a bit this time. Um, but, I mean, one thing me and my wife have always said is we, we would never really uproot the kids. So, you know, yeah, we, we, we live where we live. The kids are settled in schools.
1: Yeah, this is the hard thing, isn't it? I think, um, with uh, and Linda's, Linda's family help look after our little boy and stuff. And there's, there's things in there that it's good to be in a particular location, if you know, a family the support network, et cetera, I think that'd be harder to achieve if we were traveling. Mm.
0: So, yeah, that's how we balance it. So, I mean, if you're older, you're, you know, you're married, you have a partner, you have children, you you balance it by constantly communicating with each other. So, you know, if I was to turn around to my wife Amanda and say, right, next week I'm going to be away the whole week and you know, only give her a couple of days' notice, that wouldn't be fair.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, we always try and okay. do things in advance.
1: And work out a, a kind of routine.
0: So the second question we've got... Um, which we actually touched on a little bit in the last episode, uh, but it's from Dominic on Twitter, and he asked, do you both find it hard working by ourselves day in, day out? Does it ever get lonely?
1: Uh, yes, it does. I think uh, people don't talk about this, do they? I think it definitely does get lonely. Um, if you, I think being an entrepreneur is a very lonely place. Sometimes a lot of the time you're on your own um, and you haven't got support from other colleagues, especially when you're starting out. Um, so, you know, it's, something, it's, it's, it's a battle, I think. Um, also having that, trying to have a routine and keep yourself motivated. I mean I, I don't piss that bomb because I'm kind of passionate about what I do. So I think that's part of it, isn't it? It's yeah if you're really into what you're doing, it's less of a struggle. and sort of motivate yourself to keep working every day. Bear in mind that you set your own work, don't you? You know, if you if you've got your own business. Um but yeah I think it's a trick on the loneliness. It's hard. I mean I sort of get around that by working I've got a business partner now. Um, I work in co working spaces. There's things that you can do, get out and meet friends, always always try and keep in touch with with friends and family and things like that. So it, it's hard, but how do you cope with this this issue
0: yeah I mean as you know we, we touched on this last week when we were talking about introverts and extroverts when I, mean, I consider myself to be quite introverted so being by myself for long periods of time doesn't really bother me I, okay. I quite like yeah. it but I mean when I was working from home I was kind of missing that routine of going out to work even though I didn't have to go out anywhere I was kind of mm-hmm. missing that kind of general routine uh, which is why I went to a co-working space where I met you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, why I sort of now work in a private office in Quantford in Derbyshire. And there's lots of people around here that I'll talk to day in, day out. Um, I run...
1: I think I I I did read somewhere about even introverts do benefit from being around other people sometimes, you know.
0: Oh, Um, absolutely. Just for bouncing ideas around each other. But I mean... I've made so many really cool friends all around the world just from like speaking at conferences. I Man, I, I've got loads of friends in Australia, the US, Belgium, Amsterdam,
1: wow.
0: Norway, friends. Poland. Yeah, literally. So, I mean, whenever I go to conferences, I'll probably do anywhere between seven and eleven events a year. Wow. Yeah. You know, we, we we joke it's a bit like a traveling circus. You know, every yeah. event I go to, I always bump into someone that I know, either from the conference circuit or through the work I do at Pearl Site. Wow. Yeah. So I don't really. Yeah get lonely as such because, I mean, probably the most isolated part of the year for me at the minute is kind of what we, well, now in the summer. Yeah. Because I purposefully don't do many speaking engagements during the summer or I don't do any international travel in the summer because the kids are off Mm -hmm. on the school holidays. So I, I deliberately keep that sort of time free. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really find it that lonely, but I can quite see how some people would. I mean, it, it depends on your personality. If you're someone who gets your energy from being around people and then you suddenly go from working with co-workers to being by yourself doing a business, I can see that that would be a problem.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's tricky.
0: But one of the things I do as well is I've been doing this for a number of years now is I co-run a uh, software development user group in Derby. Okay, yeah, yeah. So once a month we have a you know a group of people all meet up, we hire in a well not hire, but we, we invite a speaker to come in and do a talk on something and it's that's quite sociable, you know. Yeah, there's, I there's, there's there. beer and pizza generally when we're yeah, doing I it. I mean
1: there's a few things that I do. I do a mastermind group where we meet monthly with two other entrepreneurs. So we go for an evening meal and that's quite nice to discuss about our business. We're once a month. Um and also I tend to I used to get to think on knots Tuesday but I don't do it anymore. It's like for internet entrepreneurs meet okay. up once a month, they used to have somebody talk, but they don't do that. They do the the Technotium event once a
0: month. Oh yeah, I and and maybe to the organizers for that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've been been to that a few times. I try and go to that as well if I can, but it's hard, though, isn't it? I think I, I think there's something that you do struggle with, and people don't mention this is how lonely it is running your own business, or how lonely it can be.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, starting up a podcast can be a good antidote yes. as well. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another 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 thing that you can do. Yeah.
0: So just phone you up. Kevin, I'm feeling a bit lonely. Let's record an episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll do that, I think. That's a good idea. I am mean, gonna have a bat phone and I'll ring you if I can. Yeah. Like but that.
0: I mean, you know, if, if you are It's kind of like a life cycle to designing a product, isn't it? So we need when you do that initial, you know, brainstorming and building of a product as as the side hustle whether you, you know, whether you've quit work or whether you're still working with someone else, that's kind of an exciting time.
1: Yeah. But yeah. it's
0: not always gonna be like that. I mean, once you've launched a product it kind of, you know, it becomes real at that point. You're going to have people hopefully buying your product. You're going to have people that want support. And some of that stuff is hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, it is tricky, isn't it? And I think it can, yeah, I think it's, and also you're on your own. You don't have that support from a team. Like, if you seem to work with other people in larger companies, and all of a sudden you're on your own. You have to make all the decisions. You know, you don't always know what to do. It's, it's tough, isn't it? I think, I think it is always a struggle.
0: So, yeah, it's uh, definitely something you need to think about. Yeah, yeah, before sure. you do it, I mean, yeah. you need to have a, a good long, hard look at your own personality type, and um, then try and counteract any particular problems. Yeah, and I use. think
1: perhaps look at support networks, say whether that be mastermind groups, going to meet up groups, um, friends, family, you know, uh, other other people that are doing what you're doing. If you can meet up with somebody else who runs a business that's similar to yours or, or just different, you know, for a different perspective or to have a chat, I think that's always really useful as well.
0: So you've mentioned the idea of a mastermind group before. So is that where you? Is it basically like an advice group?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. So what we do is it's it's two other entrepreneurs that own software businesses. So we just um, we sort of describe what we did that month. Um, we have like a round table of what we did, and then and then we discuss what we're going to do, and we hold each other accountable. Um, So we set goals for the month and then if you haven't achieved your goal, it's like, why didn't you do what you were supposed to do? You know, it's good. It makes you. And also somebody else has another perspective on your business because you're trapped in your business. Somebody else might see things that you don't see because you're so heads down into the weeds. You know, you don't see what's the, the bigger picture. So sometimes that's really, really useful to have that kind of perspective.
0: That's a really that's good idea actually yeah because if you're working by yourself you haven't really got anyone to hold you accountable for the work that you're doing
1: yeah yeah that's why that's why it's good to, to get that outside okay. perspective so Or I, even uh, the other thing that I do is I've got a mentor as well somebody in Manchester called Andy Nickel, okay who, who owns a big um, agency called Sputnik digital and I meet up with him occasionally as well I find that really useful you know in terms of his like, helping with like culture of the business how we grow the business the values and 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 sort of uh, looking at employing people. So when I was going to employ Manos, you know, you know, he, he gave me lots of suggestions with that as well, It was really, really helpful as well. So if you if you can try and reach out to experienced business um, business people and see if you can get them to mentor you as well, that's that's really good.
0: So was he someone that you knew previously or did you meet him via No, it was
1: via a, a group there was a thing uh, like a Manchester group, I can't remember what it was called. No, I'll have to put it in the show notes. But um they did a thing where you can sort of meet a mentor and find a mentor. Okay. So they they helped me find a mentor so that was that was good i recommend that as well
0: oh brilliant I and mean, that certainly sounds like a good way of getting accountability and actually making sure you still in, interact with the uh, general population
1: yeah yeah <laughs> no, sure don't just sit on your own forever
0: okay so in today's topic we're going to talk about the book the four-hour work week by tim Ferriss. now we Mentioned this briefly in the last episode, and I know it was your um, pick of the week.
1: Yeah, for last, for last time, uh, for last so, episode. Do you want to just summarise what the book's about for yeah, anyone who's not read I it? Do. I mean do. mean, don't get too caught up with the title. I think that that's just more marketing, really. I think he, he, he went on to AdWords and tried different titles for the book, and the four-hour work we performed the best because it's kind of it's catchy it itself. But I think it's more than that. I think um, what he's saying is basically, I mean, the book's 10 years old, so it's, it's kind of, it was capturing what was happening at the time with internet businesses. Mm-hmm. And with an internet business you can be so much more efficient than a traditional business because you can automate so many of your processes mm. and also you can employ people remotely anywhere in the world. So it was kind of sort of outlining the processes that were already happening at the time. Um, but it's also it's about being with an internet business you can be location independent, you can be a digital nomad, um, you can automate a lot of your business processes, obviously your marketing. Um, if you're selling physical products you can have all the sort of software in place that handles all of that it's just so much easier now to do that than it would have been years ago. It sort of outlines sort of, sort of aligns this sort of thing that was happening. Um, and I sort of read it, and I was kind of doing bits of that anyway, you know, but it kind of really gave it focus, and it made me think, you know, does the business work for me or do I work for the business? You know, if the business isn't really giving me the life that I want, it's it's not great. I think the 4-Hour work week is more about lifestyle design, yeah. know, about having a little, the business giving you the lifestyle you want, you know, rather than just say I'm going to grow this business, it's going to take all my life and suck the life out of me. It's more about does this business give me the life that I want?
0: Yeah, because I, when, I mean, when I read it, one of the things I found quite interesting um, it was talking about the concepts of sort of active or passive income yeah yeah. and and the type of income that you generate into your business is very dependent on whether some of this stuff is kind of relevant to you but whether you can do the you know doing do air quotes which no one can see you <laughs> know the, the four hour work week yeah and you know to summarize the differences so active income is where you're um trading time for money so you know People most commonly call that a job. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you you work eight hours a day, and you get paid x amount of money for doing well,
1: that. You know, it might be be like freelancing, so you get paid. Say, if you're a designer, you um, get paid by the hour for each hour of work that you do. Or if you're a structural engineer, you get paid for the work that you do. Yeah, you know.
0: so it's it's a transaction. So you know, if you're if you're a contractor or a consultant, you know, you'll be on a day rate. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: you know, you're you know, you're giving up your time. You get paid that money. If you stop giving your time, the money stops.
1: Yeah, I think it's trying to sort of um, if you're selling a product, you can sell. Say for example, you have a widget that you sell. Um, you can sell like a million widgets. It doesn't take any more time than selling five widgets. You've kind of divorced time from money. Yeah. So it's it's about um, sort of separating the effort that you put in from the you know the the output that you're getting. You know, so I think mm-hmm. that's important. Um, generally, that tends to be more with products than services, or they can productize services to sales. Yeah.
0: Extent. Whereas on the flip side to that, you have what's called passive income. Now you have to be kind of careful how you explain passive income because I've seen some people try to explain it before and then they get criticised yeah, of talking about know. it being some kind of get-rich-quick scheme. I,
1: yeah, I'm kind of a bit... Uh, I, think, I, think, I think you can have passive income um, and I think it can be achieved, but I think you kind of have to have a successful business before yeah. you start and, yeah. and then you can make it passive. But then I don't think it's forever. I think it's yeah. only in the short term. I think you could perhaps create a, a really successful business and leave it on autopilot for a year. But yeah. then I think you'd have to come back at some point, you get competitors, things would change the world, the markets would change, the world would change, you know, and you'd have to come in and perhaps change things and and, and mix things up a bit. But I think you can be more efficient with the new technologies out, you can yeah. do less with more, you
0: know? Yeah, so I mean, to kind of summarize what passive income is, so you'll you'll do, I'll, t- I'll take my courses as an example because this is a perfect example of it. So when I when I build a course for a site, you know, I spend... A considerable amount of effort building the course that could be two three four months it's a yeah, lot of work yeah,
1: yes. it's not really passive
0: then. no it's not it's not passive at that point you're expending a lot of time you're not you're not getting any return up front that time although you know, we, we do get paid a small fee afterwards but that, that's besides the point so the way passive income works in so they all then go and release that course onto their platform and then people start watching it and then you get paid based on how many minutes are watched now that you know, I I'm sitting here right now, and I know there's people watching my courses, and it's earning yeah. money. So that's passive income. It's kind of a recurring income. I
1: tell you, what's always the nice. I don't know if you feel this as well. Is if obviously because I've got software products, If people buy my software products whilst I'm asleep. I think I've kind of made it. You know, so you get yeah. to sleep and you wake up richer. That's a really really nice feel, feeling. One thing mm-hmm. I would give advice to people is that just try and make one dollar selling something on the internet. Just one dollar, mm. and then or one pound or whatever currency, one euro, whatever currency you're in, and just try and get that first sale because then you can iterate out from that. It's just a matter of taking that process and just growing from it. Yeah, you know, I think that's the hardest thing sometimes is just making that first sale online. You know, whether you're selling an ebook or a, whatever it is that you're selling, you know, mm. or a product, a physical product or whatever mm. it is that you're selling. I think once you've done that, it gets easier, doesn't it? I think sometimes you procrastinate and never do anything. Yeah and uh sometimes done is better than perfect you know um,
0: i mean when i um when we said we were going to discuss this book as as a topic you know i had a bit of a think about you know kind of my business and you know could i technically go travelling full time and just work 4 hours a week maintaining what yeah, i do I'm, I'm so maybe. in the short term i could because you know the course is it's recurring income you get, i get paid it every quarter it's you know there there is fluctuations in what you get in but it's kind of predictable yeah, yeah but on the flip side to that do I want to do that so well yeah, I, you know my, yeah. my brain isn't really wired to do that I constantly have to be creating things
1: yeah I'm, I'm the same I did think about this and I have put it in the show in my notes that we, we read uh, about this is that it, it's almost I think because it's a software business we could automate a lot of our processes and I do a lot less of. I do consultancy work that I don't really have to do I just do it for a bit extra cash mm. and, and there's certain things that I do um, that I don't have to do you know I could get a VA to do a lot of the task. And I think it'd be really easy to do, but I think sort of you become like a retired person, which sometimes it's hard if you've done something forever and then you just stop doing it, you kind of lose your purpose a little bit. And I think you could almost feel like lost to the world, you know, where sometimes you need to have, you feel that you're doing something valuable um, or you're creating new things or doing something. If you're working on new products, that's exciting. And if you're doing the four hours, you probably can't do that. You can't yeah. do new things, can you? you can't, so I'm gonna come up with a new product new software product because that's gonna take more than four hours, obviously, you know. And yeah, I think there's I think there's probably a few people out there that kind of um, I think somebody did, Clay Clay from Lee Pages did come up with this term Lost Boys of Lifestyle Design was his okay. phrase. And I, it was like kind of people that live the the four hour work week and kind of like a bit jaded by it. You know, it's almost yeah. like being retired. It, I don't think it's always if you actually live it, would it actually be that great? I think
0: you'd have to try it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I did a bit of research around this, I was kind of looking at, you know, what some of the businesses that are out there that people try to associate with the 4-Hour week or the other kind of lifestyle that sort of generates. And it seems to be, you know, there's a lot of people who do, um, and they, they, they all sound like very good businesses. There's the, the uh, FBA, Fulfilled by Amazon businesses, where you oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you buy um, products from China, you know, the Alibaba or Ali, AliExpress yeah, websites. Yeah. You get them shipped to a fulfillment center at Amazon and yeah. then you, Amazon just handles all the selling and the shipping for you. just
1: the marketing deal. And
0: yeah, and there's other businesses where, you know, you set up Shopify stores that might sell a certain product. Yeah, it's funny and you th- should
1: say that. I mean, I mentioned this to my marketing intern because I said, oh, you know, um, it'd be great. You know, i am come to encourage entrepreneurship and I mentioned this FBA thing and like Alibaba and, and I also mentioned Shopify as well, all of those things you just mentioned. I said, oh, it, for a young person, it could be a great opportunity mm. to have a great business, you know.
0: Yeah, because when I, when I kind of look at, you know, the people that are blogging about being a digital nomad and travelling and or doing YouTube videos, and it always tends to be sort of a lot younger people doing those um, particular types of internet businesses. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Which, which is great. Um, but so for me, I mean, you yeah, know, when, when I go on holiday, you know, if, if I'm supposed to be taking like 10 days off and completely switching off from work, I can't do it. Yeah, I know, it's, <laughs> it's really it's, sad. It's, it's, I, find, I, I find it, it very difficult.
1: To, I, I think I think it's a new, but I mean, obviously I'm expecting a our second child in October, so I intend to be working the four-hour work week then. I think that's that's when it's valid, you know. Perhaps for a couple of yeah. months, I might just do that because obviously I want to be there to help with the baby, you know. So I think it can be good, but perhaps not in the long term. I don't think I'm going to create anything new or, or bring value to the world if I'm just working four hours. I guess, guess
0: in your situation, you've got your uh, your co-founder plus this other guy that you've hired as well, yeah, so, yeah. like, so, so that they can they can pick up there, the slack.
1: that can help, you know, whilst I'm whilst I'm doing other things but yeah I think that's good but I think um, I I wouldn't want to do that indefinitely because I feel that you know it's against my mission of the value that I can bring to the world you know I wouldn't be serving doing myself justice you know in terms of what I could produce or the value that I could bring to the world
0: so I guess a lot of the stuff in that book is kind of relevant then if you are in a, a passive income situation
1: yeah, I think, I mean, it's interesting that Tim's, Tim's business that he sort of mentions is that I think that he, w- he was kind of at a level where he could automate, you know, had a successful business. It was easy to automate a successful business than just start from scratch and then try and automate. I think that's the hard thing. He um, doesn't really mention that, that it's hard to have a business that you can automate. Mm. You know, to get to that level is probably quite difficult. I mean, sure, people do it. And I'm sure there's lots of people out there who do just work for hours a week. I'm sure there's people that have been successful with, with that life. And enjoy the lifestyle, and have other things in their life to do other than just work, which I think is the hard thing, isn't
0: it? Mm. One thing I do love the whole um, concept around. so I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to this stuff, but I mean, I, I love the idea of um, being able to travel really light, oh, yeah.
1: and, and kind of having. I
0: mean, I I, I class my laptop bag as my as my, uh, as my digital office. It's my my travel office. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I work entirely from that from it. A backpack um every day you know everything i work i carry with me
0: so you said the um the book the four hour work week it's about 10 years old now
1: yeah yeah so
0: do, do you think it's as relevant now as what it was then when it first came out
1: yeah i do, I do think it do actually um tim tim ferris has got his own podcast and he did like an interesting i don't know if you listened to it i did like a, a 10 year summary of the the 4-Hour Workweek. And I think it's just as relevant now as it was by the... I mean, a lot of the technology that he mentions and the, and the services that he uses is kind of a bit outdated. A lot mm. of the technology that he sort of references. But I think that the processes are still correct, you know, and the, the outlook is is still is still relevant. I think it's probably been an inspiration to a lot of people. I know, for example, this guy called Phil, you know, Phil of um, Theatre Diggs. Okay. He was inspired to start his business after reading that book. And there's a, I know a lot of people that have been inspired by the book to go out and do their own thing. They want to live that better life for themselves. So I think that's it, it, it's been a really, really influential yeah, book.
0: Phil's got a really good story, actually. We'll have to get him on as a, yeah, as a guest. Yeah, as a
1: guest, that would that would be great, actually. Yeah, I think he'd have a lot of... He uh, just comes from a theatrical background, so yeah, he's a really interesting guy. So yeah, we'll have to definitely get him on.
0: Cool, OK. So, I mean, you know, it, it's a fairly old book, but it still sounds like it's very relevant. And, you know, if you're looking to start your own business... You know, getting as much, doing as much research as you can, and reading as many books as you can, is kind of critical to you growing as an individual. Because no one's going to train you when you work for yourself. You have to train yourself. So yeah. reading books like this is is fantastic. I
1: mean, it's always being curious, isn't it? And and trying to learn and listening to podcasts, reading books. I mean, obviously, you've got to be careful that you don't. That's all that you do, and don't actually do any yeah actual business because you kind of learn by doing, don't you? So you've got to get out there and do stuff. But yeah, I think mean, it's always good to have.
0: Tim's got another book. and I've, I've got it in my bookshelf over there. I've not read it yet, but I need to read it. It's called uh, "Tools for Titans," oh, okay, yeah, yeah. where he's taken lots of uh, the interviews that he's done with, you know, celebrities, sports people, business owners. Yeah, yeah, where he tries to work out, you know, what their daily routine is, what is it that makes them successful.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, it, that's on my list to read. I think. Yeah,
1: I've got the I've got the other book, the the Four Hour Body. I'm only like 60% way through on the Kindle and I keep meaning to get it but there, there's a few things because I'm trying to get fit that's one of the things that I am doing at the moment and, and yeah there's a there's a few valid points things I've actually done actually the other thing that I'd like to add is about is about work actually um, there's a book called um, Deep Work by Cal New- Newport have you read that book have you
0: heard of it I've heard of it I can't actually remember if I've read it or not. I've read so many books
1: yeah that, that's a good one because it's all about sort of deep work you know real concent- work you have to concentrate on like he comes up with this idea that you can only really concentrate for four hours a day so you, you can only really work deeply for four hours each day mm. um, and th- there's a bit in there about work and she said that they actually surveyed people they get used to get back and they used to have pages so they'd page people throughout the day and they get a little buzz you know and that to fill in a questionnaire about how they felt and they actually found that people were happier at work than they were in their own free time rather bizarrely okay. people actually enjoyed work more than they thought they did um, so I think if you only work you know, a lot of people actually enjoy their work, so you can get pleasure from working and it's kind of structured. Um, it's it's kind of it's not like, you know, if you're doing your own thing it can it's unstructured and what are you gonna do? That can be quite stressful, but with work it's kinda of structured, you get to complete something which is quite satisfying. So work can be quite nice, so trying to not work is not always a good idea. It's sort of sometimes gives you purpose and value. So just something to bear in mind with the four hour work week.
0: Yeah, I mean that's... It's an interesting point because um, when it comes to work, even if you're working for someone else, I mean, money or the amount of pay that you get is kind of important up to a certain point. And then when you, when you hit a certain threshold, it becomes not as important because you've already got that comfortable life. Yeah,
1: there was actually somebody telling me, story, and if it's true or not, but it, it, actually the more you pay somebody, the more it demotivates them. I've heard this, and if it's true, and once you get obviously you've got to be comfortable. Once you get to a comfortable level, yeah, so you've got to be able to pay your bills and pay for the roof over your head. But then at that point, it's
0: something. you know what what's the next most important thing? So are you getting actual meaning from your work? Are you doing something worthwhile with your time?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. I I I feel like what we're doing is kind of almost like a mission. So I feel uh, there's value in what we're doing. So I don't feel it's work at times. You know, I enjoy doing it, and it's it's rewarding. You know, so you you can get. I like the idea of the four-hour work—you know, having the freedom to do things other than work. You know, you might find value in other things outside of work. So that's when it's, like, say for example, there was an example I think Tim Tim gave of people that were like snowboarders and they wanted to go and practice being snowboarders, you know, go in the Olympics or whatever. So it's great if you can have a business that you only have to work on for a very short time because then you can do the thing that you're really passionate about. You know, if you're really into a particular sport or activity or hobby or something like that, you know, or something you want to pursue. You know, so I think I think it's. It depends, doesn't it? I think it's it's good for some people, but not good for others.
0: Yeah, I mean, talking about sort of meaning in work, I've, you know, I've got quite a good example. So I was working for a financial company. I won't say who they were, because that's not fair. But yeah. you know, And there's two examples, um, both from this one particular company, which are quite interesting. One which I found really motivating, one which wasn't motivating. So the one that wasn't motivating is we had a compliance project we had to do. You know, it was a piece of regulatory legal work, which required us to react and we all knew that you know the work we was doing had a very long well sorry a very short shelf life and yeah. it was basically going to get binned after a couple of months but the amount of effort to get this bit of work done was monumental I mean there was lots of overtime involved to get it out the door and it was very very demotivating because we all knew that this thing was just going to get binned in a couple of months yeah that's frustrating so isn't it? whilst it was important for the company as engineers we didn't really see much
1: yeah, I was, benefiting to, in it personally. I was speaking to Nick about this because he's obviously a developer, freelance developer, and he's paid to work on lots of projects and so a lot of it never actually gets used. Yeah. Of his, and he finds that quite frustrating. And I said, oh, everything that we do for the business that we're in together will is useful to the mm. world and it does have value. And I think that's quite motivating, isn't it? If you feel, if you build a piece of software that's going to be used a million times, that's quite motivating, yeah. isn't it? Rather than something that's never going to be used by anybody and it's it kind of feels like there's no value to that. It's difficult, isn't
0: it? Whereas at the, uh, at, at, this is at the same company, um, it was about a year after these other projects, we were talking to one of the uh, people who ran the um, the debt collection side of the business. It's a okay. financial company. We made loans to people. People had to pay their loans back and frequently didn't, mm-hmm. which is yeah. part of the problem. But the idea this person had was, you know, we want to try an experiment because we think if we give someone an alternative way of paying where we don't hassle them, we think they'll be more inclined to make a payment. Mm. So it's kind of a psychological thing. So obviously if you have a debt collector phone you up, that's that's a very negative, bad experience. So what they wanted to experiment with, and we did this really as like a lean startup style experiment, it was very, you know, skunk works. It was, yeah. it was fantastic. But you know, we, we put a portal up, we had a little slider. You know, we loaded a spreadsheet into the system of, of the people who are in debt. And there the slider would go from £5 up to the maximum amount that you owed for your loan. And you could choose how much you wanted to pay, from £5 right the way up to clearing off your debt. Yeah. You select what you want to pay, you pay it via your debit card, and then the promise was that the company wouldn't hassle you for another month okay. until your next instalment's due. And you know, So we built it. It was, very, it was very Heath Robinson. It was thrown together quite quickly Yeah. Uh, just to test out this hypothesis. You know, we loaded the data into it. We had customers from different cohorts, so people that were you know, 30 days delinquent or you know, over 30 days in debt, 60 days in debt, 90 and 120. 120 would be the point where they would be sent off to a debt collector at that point. Okay, yeah. So it was you know, last chance saloon for those customers. And we found something really interesting. A lot of people who were in the later stages of being in debt cleared their balances in full.
1: Yeah, because they had the opportunity to. They had the
0: opportunity to and they didn't have anyone um, harassing them. Yeah, to make the payment because I mean, being in debt is embarrassing isn't it nobody likes being in debt yeah, and, and yeah. nobody really wants to talk about it so we gave people an avenue to kind of get out of debt and, and taking the stigma away from it
1: yeah so the, I assume this, this project was successful and it brought value to the world or oh it was massively it successful
0: and then it, it, it went on to become a proper you know funded project yeah. But the people that were involved in it, you know, we built this as like a, you know, a, a side project. I think. It's side like, it, it's a, it was a side hustle <laughs> for the company within the company. Yeah. And it was amazingly motivating for everyone that worked on it. I mean, it was, you know, for me and the other people that worked on it at the time, it's pretty much all they spoke about.
1: Yeah, yeah compared to the other project where you knew it was going to get canned after so many months or whatever, yeah.
0: you know. So, I mean, it, it's kind of a bit of a long, rambly way of me saying that, you know, one of the most important things is about having meaning in the work that you're doing
1: yeah that's why it's just not about the 4 hours that you work it's it's the other things as well that are important yeah. isn't it it's not about always about the money or the time it's 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 you know it's what you find interesting what you yeah. enjoy
0: and etc yeah so if you haven't read the 4 hour work week well, i highly recommend uh, going to do it it's on paperback and kindle and yeah audio books and you know there's there's lots of different ways in which you can digest it so yeah
1: there's also tim ferris's podcast as well so you can check that out as well there's some, okay some good stuff there as well
0: cool okay so let's move on to our recommendations so kevin what have you got for us this week uh
1: yeah there's a this is another podcast it's called the tropical mba uh, by dan and ian and it's it's sort of like it focuses more on location independent entrepreneurs Okay. Um, so digital nomads, people that can work anywhere, be location-dependent. And it, it is more sort of the e-commerce sort of people that sell e-commerce businesses and that kind of thing, or, or have products, physical products. But it, it is really interesting, actually. I'd recommend, I mean, just perhaps just cherry-pick particular episodes that are relevant to what you're doing or what you're interested in, but I'd definitely recommend that as a resource. I mean, they were, they were people that were definitely inspired by the whole four-hour work week, uh, so they do have that kind of mentality. So it's, it's well worth checking out.
0: Yeah, I mean, as, as you added this into the show notes, actually, I sort of saw it. I thought, oh, I've not heard of that one before. Yeah. So, so I, I've now subscribed to it on, uh, <laughs> on my phone.
1: Yeah, yeah do, do check that one out. It's, it's, uh, it's very good, good quality content.
0: Cool, okay. So for my uh, pick this week, because um, I, you know, as I said, I, I do tend to travel a fair amount and I do quite a lot of work while I'm travelling. But sometimes just trying to concentrate on what you're doing can be quite difficult especially in a noisy environment
1: okay yeah,
0: yeah. now generally you know, me personally if I'm going to listen to anything and I'm trying to concentrate i I really like um, film soundtracks
1: okay yeah yeah so
0: I'll put those on but sometimes you know I don't actually want to listen to any music or I might find it a bit distracting so there's a a series of applications I use, and I think what's important is the actual app itself isn't important. It's kind of the class of apps. So there's okay. lots of these exist, whether, you know, whether you're on Android, iOS, you know, okay. Windows, okay. or yeah. Mac OS. Um, but what these apps do is they basically play ambient noises and let you mix ambient noises together okay. over yeah. a set of headphones to uh, basically drown out the environment around you. So I've got an example, one that I use called Noisely, and it's on the Mac and iOS, and i I think there's a web version as well, so you can use it on the web. Okay. And what it might let you do, for example, is you can get like the sound of, you know, waves at a beach and then, you know, um, ambience of wind and then you can mix in like rain yeah. So you can actually build up these soundscapes, and what I've found is when I whenever I use these, you know, I'll put the headphones on, these are really good with noise cancelling headphones. Okay. So yeah. if you've got something like the Bose QC35s, which I personally use,
1: I care, yeah. they
0: kind of drown out the environment around you and then you just have this kind of like ambient scape of like, effectively kind of like white noise um, yeah, playing do, in your ears, I
1: that, yeah. and I've found
0: that when, just... when I do this, you know, I'm working on something, and before you know it, two hours has gone past it really helps you to sort of narrow out probably what happens is your
1: brain gets used to being in that. It kind of, once you put that noise on your brain knows to engage in work, it's almost like that, that trigger, isn't it? Yeah. To get into work mode. It can be like that sometimes. Like for example, um, I think Rob Walling used to recommend putting um, just one track, you know, a, a, of music, you know, so the same song repeated over and over okay. again. And I've tried that before, it does, does work sometimes. But obviously, I wouldn't do it indefinitely because that would get really, really annoying. But uh, yeah. if, you, if you're if just stuck somewhere, because obviously it gets your brain into this kind of engagement. Um, the thing is that I, I use a thing called um, Chill FM as well sometimes occasionally. Like it's a chill radio station. It's okay. quite nice as well. But yeah, I think sometimes you just need to get the right noise, don't you? It's, it's difficult sometimes, yeah. especially if you've been different, lo- working in different locations. And there's there.
0: another one as well, which I've I've put the link in the show notes. It's called Coffee-tivity. <laughs> yeah, and this I is, a, it's, it's just recordings of coffee shops from around the world.
1: Yeah. I say something just being a coffee shop. And get it, know, it, yeah. it
0: sounds a bit hokey, but there's a, there's a link on their website um, that links to some scientific research that's been done.
1: Yeah.
0: Saying that a certain level of um, ambient background noise actually helps you concentrate. So there is proper, there's proper it's sciencey science so behind oh, this. Yeah. I'll say this, man. <laughs> <laughs> And the irony is, you know, is a you know, particular popular brand of coffee in the UK called Costa Coffee. Oh, yeah, 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 You know, I, I use oh. that quite a lot, but sometimes I have some music playing that's really annoying, especially at Christmas.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> so yeah, I've actually
0: are. put Coffee Tivity on to listen to like you know a Brazilian <laughs> coffee shop while <laughs> sitting in a coffee shop. Coffee, coffee,
1: coffee shop noise.
0: Yeah. Shop. The irony is not lost on me. Yeah, and,
1: and, and I know really. I've been to Custer at Christmas and they do go a little bit over the top with the Christmas music. it yeah. can get slightly annoying at times.
0: Yeah. But, but say so put put these on with a good set of noise cancelling. Kind of Headphones, and I find I can just concentrate for hours. And when I'm on the road and travelling, I mean, I've, I've done this on a plane as well. If I'm trying to get work done on an airplane, really? Okay. Yeah. So the noise-cancelling headphones basically drown out that sort of low-frequency warbling of the engines, so you can't hear any of that, and you can't hear the noisy kids on the plane as well. Oh, okay, so. And then you've just got this nice sort of, you know, seascape of like lapping water and waves and stuff. Yeah. yeah While you're it's it's finding
1: whatever works for you, isn't it? Um, you know, looking at different noises and sounds that you can work to.
0: So yeah, they're fantastic and I highly recommend them. So if you want to concentrate, especially in a noisy environment, then... uh, Those
1: headphones and those tracks and noises, yeah.
0: Yeah, I highly recommend them. Okay, so that's episode three, done and dusted. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, same goes, doesn't it? It
0: does, yeah. So we'll be back in another couple of weeks. And for our next show, we're going to talk about some of the tools that we use to run our businesses. Oh, fantastic. So uh, whether it be hardware, software, you know... Software isn't, you know, isn't the be-all and end-all of you know what we do, but sometimes it really helps. And there's yeah. there's lots of interesting tools that I use, and I know there's some interesting tools you use. So before we basically, you know, what do we use to run our businesses? Yeah,
1: yeah, that should be interesting. Also, the hardware that we use as well, what uh, pieces of kit we use. That's that's always quite interesting as well.
0: Yeah. So with that, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Um, Again, if you listen to us on iTunes or any of the other services, if you can leave ratings and reviews, that would be really helpful.
1: Yeah, for sure. We do accept uh, five-star reviews, so be sure. Absolutely.
0: And uh, with that, we'll see you in a few weeks.
1: Okay, see you then, guys. Bye.
0: See ya.